Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped.com. See the podcast description for a special money-off code. Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast. I'm Laura and I've got Dan with me today. Hello, Dan. Hi, Laura. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good, thank you. I uh, thought we would spice things up for the 150th podcast. Yeah, we've we've retired the other two. I know, they're getting on a bit now, aren't they? They are, they are. I'm sure Sam turned 50 this, this month. I think you're right, actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's been off poorly as well, so, you know, he's of that age group, hasn't he? And uh, he'll be getting his bus pass soon. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone's fed up of hearing their two voices all the time. No, no, that's it. I think uh, I think it's time for, for some fresh faces. New blood, as they say. New blood, new blood. Yeah. The, the Conte era. The Conte era has started. <laughs> yeah, they need their rest, those two, so we better let them get on with it. Well, this is it. We've got a, a, a big show. Obviously, it's the the hundred and fiftieth. I know. So I think we should we should probably get started. Yeah, we should do. And uh, uh, should we? Uh, we better hand back, and we really. Yeah. The, yeah. the 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 two old fogies. They know what they're doing. Exactly. More so than we do. Anyway, back to uh, Sam and Matt. Hi, this is Paul Coit, and you're listening to the 150th episode of the Spurs News Podcast. So enjoy the podcast, get behind them, and up the Spurs. Oh yeah, and while you're at it, can you get off the pitch as well? Thank you. Hello everybody, welcome to the 150th episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam. Um, from the very long intro you'd have just heard here, you'll know it's episode 150. Um, you would have heard initially Dan and Laura. Um, Dan and Laura are both admins on the Spurs News page, Facebook. Uh, Laura runs the Instagram. Dan doesn't really do a lot. Dan, Dan, the dirty old man, kind of just sits back, kicking around. Occasionally he'll come in, drop a knowledge bomb or say something sarcastic. But generally he's a lazy little git. So the fact that I got both of them to do the uh, intro for this and they decided to take that time and just give me shit is... Yeah, uh, it's been noted and, and we will, we will address that throughout the show. I want to say a massive thank you to Paul, Paul Coit, who was, well, Coity, who was kind enough to give us the big intro there and told me to get off the pitch again, um, so, so that made me laugh. Um, a big thank you to everybody for listening. The, as I said, this is episode 150. I do have to start with a bit of a, a sad note. Um, the sad note is, unfortunately, that Matt's not with us. Uh, Matt is fine. <laughs> it's not that sad uh, Matt is absolutely fine but at the last minute he was asked to do something for work something that he just couldn't turn down uh, but I'm going to let Matt explain that himself we've got a brief message from Matt right now uh, so here it is 
Hi Sam and Stefan. Sorry I can't recall with you guys today. Um, yeah, saying, saying that out loud, it makes me sound like one of those those film stars that uh, can't make an awards ceremony, so they send send a little thank you over on a video link. No, but all, in all seriousness, I've um, I've been asked to uh, lay a wreath today for Remembrance Day at the uh, train station at the London terminal where I work. So there's few things that would stop me recording Spurs News podcast for you guys, but uh, yeah, this is definitely one of them. But listen, I hope you I hope you have a lot of fun recording today. I know Sam, you've got a lot of things in store, and uh, it does really make me gutted that I can't record. But it does make me really look forward to listening. Uh, and to be honest, as well, our children with their kids talk they they just outdo us anyway. So it doesn't matter if I'm on it or not. To be honest, <laughs> but yeah, have a lot of fun. Uh, big thank you to everyone that listens every week. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, have so much fun recording thank you to sam for um all the effort you put in to make the make the podcast a thing and for stefan obviously for stepping in when he does uh and looking forward to being hopefully involved in the next 50 episodes come on you spurs so matt is not with me um so that means only one thing it's the star of the amazon tottenham documentary it is my friend it is stepping stefan how you doing buddy hey buddy I'm quite annoyed at Matt because I was ready to give him a load of crap for missing the special and then he tells us why he's missing the special and you're like, yep, fair enough, okay. Yeah, no, as as reasons go, I mean, he's absolutely gutted. I know he's absolutely gutted and I was chatting to him about it yesterday sort of on message backwards and forwards because we were desperately trying to think of like another time. You know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe we could record at, you know, 1.30 in the morning (laughs) and then we kind of like, you know, this is getting daft. (laughs) We've, you know, we do this show constantly one fifties here. <clears throat> He's left his mark on it. You know, we've got a Matt stats which he pre-recorded, which will be on the show later uh, for everybody who's a fan of that. Um, so yeah, you know, he's left his mark on this show more than enough. He'll be back for one five one, and you know, and definitely we're gonna do everything we can to make sure he's definitely on the show for two hundred. And of course, we got the Christmas special not far away, which is always stupid and fun. I'm going to try and make it a fatal five way again. I'm going to try and get Dan and Laura, yourself, Matt and me all on the same show like we did for the cup final. Yep. It could be painful, but I am going to try. That should be fine. I do feel like we're having special after special. Like we had the Halloween special last time. We did. And now we've got the 150 special. Yeah. Next week will be uh, Conte's first league win special. Oh, that'd be Well, after the international break. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be nice. No, um, yeah, it does feel like there's a special every week in a moment. Now, ironically, the reason why 150 got delayed, which, you know, probably annoys Matt even more, is because I was ill. I was ill for so long, so we actually missed a couple of weeks. Um, Because so, originally, 150 was going to happen on Halloween, the Halloween special. So ah, that, okay. show was, that show was going to be off the hook. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it didn't happen. Uh, but, yeah, so... Apologies, everybody. Um, but yeah, hopefully we're still going to have a little bit of fun. Um, I want to open up just sort of chatting about very, very briefly the Everton nil-nil, uh, simply because there isn't a massive amount to say. Uh, it was a nil-nil. Um, it was. But whatever but, you do, don't put on social media that it was a boring game because I did that and wow. Yeah. Even though it was one of the most boring games I've seen, I put on social media, well, I was disappointed about that, and whoa, I got attacked. Yeah, well, don't fair, mention the world class striker up front that wants to win trophies. Jeez, whoa, that was yeah. toxic. Woo. Made me laugh. Um, but no, so um, nil nil. It, 
I mean, it was a fair game. I think a fair reflection of the game. I think both teams lacked quality in the final third. I think Everton looked really toothless without Calvert-Lewin. I yeah. think we looked toothless without Harry Kane. Oh, hang on. Um, yeah, but no, <laughs> genuinely. I, I do think both teams look that lacking. But the, the one overriding thing for me, um, which uh, you can look at this as I'm just being overtly positive perhaps but I'd like to think that other people are seeing it as well is I can immediately see a type of football being played by us now I I can see there's a system there's a style emerging there is a clear game plan for how we are going to attack how we're going to defend and that's something I'm not seeing in a long time and it was something funnily enough me and you talked about on the Halloween special which was we were really lacking it and by this point Really, we both felt that Nuno should be showing us that, and it wasn't. And then, you know, lo and behold, he's fired, Conte comes in, and like within a couple of games, we're seeing it. Yeah, literally, I think within the first 15 minutes of the Everton game, you could yeah. kind of see, okay, right, so he is going to play with these really high fullbacks. Yeah. We're going to be attacking down the wings. We're going to be trying to get the ball in and around the box as much as possible. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can live with this. Like, you know, well, it, it's it's one of those things. Like, I, I remember seeing. Uh, I think it was during the Euros. Conte was a pundit for somebody in one of the yeah. games, and he and he was talking about the England game, and he said, you know, Harry Kane has the ability to drop deep. He has the ability to do all these things, but he's the best, probably the best number nine striker in the world. So for me, I want him in the box, and I want all the other players to be giving him chances, not him creating them. I want the other players to be putting the ball to him because you give him chances, he's going to score goals. Yep. I, th- I think the vast majority of us will agree with that. You know, the guy, if if provided ammunition, will score. And once he gets into that groove, potentially, you know, he'll, he'll be off and flying and that, uh, you know, make a hell of a difference for us. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty clear with the wing-back system, etc., that... That is going to be about getting the ball out wide and getting the ball into the box. So in, if that's the case, then Kane does need to be in there. 100%. What, yeah. What I find a little bit interesting at the moment is Sergio Regulon uh, interview, which I, which I, I, I love this kid's honesty. Uh, I love his kind of uh, his take on it, which is I've always been a left back. I've never been a left wing back. Yeah, and I played with like, four at the back. Four, not five, four. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I love getting forward, you know, as an attack, you know, I'm an attack-minded player. He said, but my biggest weakness, he said, is crossing. He said, that, that is my weakness. He said, it's not good. He said, in the very first training session, he said, that it was explained to me what was going to be expected of me, explained to me how they wanted me to play. And I, and I said, you know, this is something I'm going to need to work on. And immediately, he said, one of the coaches just went, yes, my boy, that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah, and it's it's like it sounds so stupid and so simple, but like if you're honest as a professional, I think coaches probably love that. Yeah, you know, it's like because when I when I was playing and I played rugby and I've talked about it before, there was like certain aspects of the game I, I wasn't very good at, and I had and it just kind of got ignored. Like every coach I played for was like because I was very good at different aspects. Like uh, I was in the the forwards so anyone who knows rugby scrummaging set piece stuff like that was great and there were just other aspects like around my handling of the ball and stuff like that in the loose and as the game was evolving you needed to do that more no matter what position you played Mm -hmm. and every coach just kind of ignored it it was like no one worked with me at all 
on it and like even if I kind of highlighted it myself like oh you know I'd like to get better at this it was just ignored it was like no 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 you don't need to do that you just focus on your job you crouch like, down oh. and push that is that is the job of a squad that, that yeah. was basically it like yeah and like if someone gets out of line you hit them you know it's just kind of like that's you yeah big dumb thing that pushes and pulls stuff all the time and I wanted to get better and I ended up basically hunting down coaches away from myself just to be like like what do you teach backs who want to improve this what do you teach and they said and i'd do it and do it and gradually i got better but it, you, when you get to it i mean i was nowhere near a prof, you know a re- elite professional athlete and you get to like someone like sergio regular i think it must be a coach's dream for that person to be so honest to say you know yep yeah, this all sounds brilliant and i can't wait to learn but this is where i need help and then to, it must just be brilliant yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a surprise as well because when i think of regular i don't think of him and not being able to cross. Well, I like, don't think Bale's he's first that goal bad. Back to us, wasn't it? Bale's <laughs> yeah. first goal for Spurs was yeah. a cross from Rigliot. Yeah, off his and weaker foot. Off his I, weaker foot. Yeah, you know yeah. that. Yeah, I don't. To have a I professional don't say, yeah, do you know what? Actually, that's yeah. not as good as I want it to be. Let's go work on it. Yeah, oh. it's great, and and he and he did it with the press as well, you know, because he he did the press run afterwards, and he revealed that, you know, because we'd never know if he hadn't no. spoken up about it. It's not like Conti when it went, well, you know, Sergio came to me and said he's crap at crossing, you know, that's our first day. Like everyone would have gone, oh damn, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's not good. But yeah, so so I like that, and I like the incident impact of that. I, I think is good. Uh, we're in an international break now, um, which means some of our top players are obviously away, which is which is a shame because at the moment we all desperately want them to be working with Antonio. But yeah. there is still a good bulk of players left there. Like there is a good group of players there who yeah. I think are all going to be getting put through the paces. Based oh on a boy, st- are they? Yeah. Based on a story in the Athletic. Conte's come in and is completely changing everything, including the meals the players eat, nutrition, stuff like that. Um, he described uh, 75% of the squad is overweight. Um, oh, which, 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 which hit me kind of hard, to be honest, because I'm looking at these guys going, oh, damn. If, damn I'm, you know, yeah, I'm going to look at, say, Hoiberg or Dyer as they're yeah. the two kind of stockier, muscle build players. Yeah. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, yeah, I dream of looking. Yeah, yeah, shape. yeah, yeah. Damn, I wish uh, I was as fat as Hoybier. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah, no, well, but, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I've said it for a while. Since Pochettino and the squad under him went stale, which wasn't his fault, I'm going to say that again and again and again. Yeah. We've not looked fit enough to play as good as you need to play. I don't think we have at all. No. I think, I think the squad kind of fell out of love of... Bloody hell, I've got to do how many training sessions in a row? You know, I, and then, I think... You know, we had Jose, Jose and Jose come in. Yeah. Oh, and, Jose. Yeah. And who, you know, with his whole, no, oh, you haven't got to run around, be smart, don't work yeah. hard, work clever. And, do you know, the, yeah. thing, the thing about Jose on that, just briefly, and I don't want to dwell on him too much at all, but there is a real... I can see both sides to what he said about player fitness. But I do also think it's another element of the world has changed and Jose hasn't. You yeah. Know, like people have changed. Because his point of view, like I'm looking at, like if you just, like he said, just, just so you know, in case you didn't notice, he said, when it comes to being fit enough to play in the Premier League, that should be a prerequisite for every footballer. 
as a coach, I should be focusing on tactics. I should be focusing on positioning, style of play. I should be coaching them to win football matches. I should not be having to hold their hands to eat properly and keep themselves fit. And go jogging around the park and coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like... And, and you kind of look at that and you go, he's right. If you are a professional athlete who has reached this point, surely to goodness... And you've got access to every bit of gym equipment you can imagine. You've got access to nutritionists. I'm going to say, you're also earning like a minimum of 50 grand a week. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can afford to pay someone oh, to come and do your cooking. Trainer, personal trainers. Else, yeah. yeah. You, you are fine. You've got no hurdles other than your own stuff but again i do think it's just a it's just a uh time has gone by i think when jose first came into management i think he, he i mean he said it himself you know he'd treat them like men and they act like boys mm-hmm. yeah I, I think the modern player is perhaps just different mentality i think you have to almost micromanage them in every aspect yeah. Um, which is, you know, I can see the both sides of that. Like I always said, like I'm not, I wasn't a fan of Jose, especially by the end, but I can see his point on that, you know. Is uh, but then again, I'm older. Perhaps that's what it is, you know. Th- so I'm nearly thirty nine. Perhaps I'm looking at it going, yeah, get off your lazy ass. You're earning a fortune. You're only thirty nine. Yes, yes. Despite what, despite what uh, Laura and Dan said, I'm nearly thirty nine. I turned thirty nine in January. <laughs> Next year is my fortieth year. I'm gonna have a party, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, me a bottle of whiskey and just shouting stuff at people and walk past my house. I like that's it. My, that's my idea of a party. Um, Leeds United's up next. What do yes. you think? They've had a struggling start to the season. Yeah. But I can't see them. Like, they're too good a squad to be down that way for too much longer. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I also love the way Leeds United play football. Yeah. What I would say is, as opposition for us in Conte trying to drill in these new styles of play, you will get chances against Leeds because of the way they play. Because they play that high press, high yeah. pressure. It yeah. leaves spaces. It's going to leave spaces, especially for Emerson and Reggie. Yeah, you would exactly. imagine there's going to be spaces for them to attack and get the ball in the box, and hopefully we'll have a striker on the end of the box to uh, yeah. to do it. Yeah, completely agree. I I um I I think, I, yeah, I think as a team goes for us, you know, after the international break, I think they will give us chances. Uh, but you know, they're a good side, so yeah. there ain't no easy games in the Premier. You look at the fixtures coming up, and you look and you can look at it and go. They've made that switch at the right time. You know, he's got a yep. real opportunity to get stuck in, you know, really, really try and get the best out of the team and try and get some momentum again. You know, you get on a winning run, you, your momentum suddenly can be massive. Well, and that's, I, that's I hate to need. say it, but look at the horrible neighbours down the road. Yeah. They've yeah, picked up true. a couple of victories and all of a sudden they look unplayable. Yeah, all of and, a sudden. Yeah, that's just come from a couple of victories and that's all we need. Like, all we need is a couple of victories. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the player's mentality kind of goes, yeah. hey, wait a minute, this works, I like this. Yeah. This feels belief. a lot better than that whole losing 3-1 stuff. Oh, I like this. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice, just, just winning football matches. Um, we, we had a message come in. I didn't put a thing out for questions this week, simply because it's episode 150 and the show's packed anyway. Um, but we did have one message come in. It's from James Campbell. Uh, it's addressed to me and Matt. 
so Stefan, stay quiet. Yep. <laughs> he says, uh, while both Hoybier and Skip are quite good at what they do, I'm starting to wonder if playing both of them at the same time is a bit redundant. What do you think of the idea of having just one of them sweeping in front of the defence while we have a more creative player a la Ndombele or Dele? Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but I did it anyway. It's Ndombele or Dele, not, not Dele. um and you know trying to get the ball through um it's a it's a great discussion james to be honest with you because hoibier and skip are similar in in the jobs that you like to do hoibier for denmark though plays a kind of more forward role he kind of plays a more box to box he tries to press from the front um so it's kind of straight it's kind of like Conte's looking at it at the moment and just going, right, let's try and stop leaking three goals on a regular basis. And then once we've done that, you know, let's try and create. But I think, you know, he's definitely not a fool. You'd have seen in these first two games, we are lacking creativity. Yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting how it evolves because Undombele is a player that Conte really liked and wanted to sign it into Milan. That being the case, I can't imagine him, you know, completely kicking him out. Unless behind the scenes, the guy's a nightmare. But by all accounts, he's knuckled down, you know, to 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 train and stuff. You know, you look at the transformation of Romelu Lukaku under Conte for Inter Milan. Um, you you got you got to be thinking that there's a real chance that some of these players could be transformed. You know, could really really start to look leaner, fitter, and do more. At the moment, Hoybier and Skip. Uh, I mean, Hoybier's picked up an injury. He got a real nasty challenge from Ev- uh, against Everton, and he's going to miss Denmark's first game because of it, and possibly miss the next one as well. So it could well be a case, James, that the decision's made for him, if that makes sense, and and then we we'll see what happens then. Um, the one thing I would say is we've got a few creative players on the side, but they're not creating, and that could be on his mind as well. You know, Lucelso, for all the abuse he's getting at the moment, is a good creative player. You know, you watch him in his stuff for Betis, and on occasion for us, it's like, oh wow, you know, look at that. But he just he just hasn't fired for him at all. Whether it's not being able to get the continuity of games, or just confidence, or or just not feeling it, I I, I don't know. But um, there are creative players in the side who aren't playing, I think, purely because they're out of form, more so than a system choice. That's my opinion, anyway. What do you think, mate? Um, yeah, I actually quite like the idea of Hoybjerg and Skip kind of rotating with each other, keeping them both fresh. Yeah. Um, when we play like the big, hard-pressing teams like a City or a Chelsea, whacking both in there is extra cover for the defence. Um, yeah. When we're playing a Norwich team, for example, you could potentially leave actually both of them out for a break and put two attacking midfielders in there because you can expect to be on the front foot. But overall, I would be quite happy with those two kind of having that rotation to keep them both fit and firing throughout the season and then rotating next to them and then Dombele, uh, Deli, Lacelso, those sort of players there as well. Yeah. Yeah, the, the thing is, the squad there, it's like me and you have said before, on paper there's so many options and so many good options, but it, it just, you know, football's played on grass, not paper. Uh, no, exactly, <laughs> and I am desperate, like you say, with the whole Conte kind of turning players around. Yeah, there are some there, There's a couple of players there that I'm desperate. Harry Winks, if we can get yeah. him back on form, he's a game changer. 
his he, pass, yeah. his passing ability, and what he can do with the ball. He he has it in spades, and and Pochettino knew it. Um, Pep Guardiola knows it. Um, you know, various managers have all seen Harry Winks, but you can't ignore the fact. And I'm a Harry Winks fan. You cannot ignore the the decline. No, nope. you know, from from the game against Real Madrid where he ran that midfield and was just next level. To, to now, it's like looking at different players. And as much as I hate it, the comparison with Jack Wilshire keeps coming up again and again and again. And Jack Wilshire, I remember watching a few games for him for Arsenal where I thought, oh, damn it, this kid's... He's like England captain future. He yeah, has got the world at his something feet. else. Yeah, and, and the decline in him... He's I now mean, got a lot... training at Bournemouth or something or trying to get yeah. a contract with a championship team. Yeah, it's. Great. I think he's, I think the latest reports that he's going over to the MLS. Well, you know, and you think you've gone from England looking at you like you are what they're going to build their team around. Yeah, it, it's similar to Delhi. If you think a couple of seasons in ago. some ways, yeah, Del- Delhi and Winks. The decline in both of those players is phenomenal. The one thing I'd say, I mean, Winks, I don't know enough about. I mean, I've just watched and just sort of been surprised. I, th- I think the abuse has got to him. To be honest with you, I think Winks played under instructions of keeping the ball moving. You know, pop the ball, move yourself, always be available, and he did that, and he did that well. Yep. But he got criticised. Oh, he always passes backwards. He always passes sideways. He retained the ball. And I, I hate that argument this, so much. And I oh. said to people constantly, it's like what he was doing was making himself available for a pass constantly, and any time he got the ball was just keeping the ball moving because. When you're a defence and you're trying to be set and you're like, okay, we're, we're two banks of four, we're going to defend against Tottenham, the ball pinging side to side, you're like, okay, we'll move this way, okay, we'll move that way, okay, we'll move, you know. Yep. Having a player who's just constantly keeping the ball moving, constantly moving, allows others to move, and it's a pain in the ass. And like most of the top managers in world football have had players do that, have you? All these stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's at that level, I'm just saying that these top managers with top teams have had players do that. Luka Modric does it for Real Madrid to this day at yep. his age and you're like, what the hell? This guy's still a Rolls Royce of a football player. Now, Winks doesn't do it to that level. Of course he doesn't. But that's the type of player he was doing. He just got smashed everywhere. And he's the type of kid who is on social media and does read it. And I know he reads it mm. because sometimes he's replied. Yeah. And I'm like, no, don't engage, man. Don't feed the trolls. You know, don't do it. I must so say, I, yeah. I think that's had an impact on him. And with regards to Delhi, I think the big thing a lot of people have forgotten about him is it wasn't that long ago he was robbed at knife point and thought he was going to die. Mm. I, I don't think he's recovered. I don't think, because I think when situations like that happen and you're confronted with someone's going to kill me, Someone then telling you it's life or death that you run for that football. It's kind of like, mm, is it though? Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone held a knife to my throat, held a knife to the woman I love's throat. You know, I thought we were all going to be murdered. Mm, no, I yeah, don't think actually, it is. Actually, that 50-50 <laughs> challenge isn't that bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a conscious thing. I don't think Delhi is like consciously gone, ah, screw it, I'll just take my money. I think he is determined to be a football player. I think he still wants to recapture it. I mean, look at his season. I know he put it all over social media. Yeah. So, he, you know, he, he put it on social media for a reason. But well, yeah, of course, he yeah. worked his ass off. Yeah, there is no doubt at all that he is one of the fittest in the squad. Absolutely no doubt at all. Um, but 
he just needs sometimes and it's I say it about strikers sometimes you need one to go in off your ass to get your confidence back yeah and I think Delhi needs to nutmeg someone and thread a ball through that leads to a goal or you know catch a volley sweet and score just something yeah. that's going to make him go oh man I can still do it wait a know? minute yeah yeah it's, it's it's silly to make it sound that simple but I, I think that's kind of what it needs I know you I um, you were saying about the whole the winks as well the passing sideways and backwards yeah I uh, yeah. I had a bit of fun on the Spurs social media the other day okay they put a big post out about oh Conte ball watch this and it was like a 30 oh, second okay. video of us just keeping the ball yeah, and I, yeah. I just left a comment underneath it and all I comment said was I'm just here for the boring sideways and backwards passing comments yeah oh I've never had so many likes and laughing emojis on a comment on a Spurs thing ever well done like they were all just like yeah I think it was a lot of people going yeah I see what you've done there I see what you've done there yeah, but I was just yeah. like I... everyone's bitching about the fact that oh we passed the ball sideways and backwards it's so boring we're never going to create anything Whoa. Hey, look, Conte ball. 30 seconds of us passing the ball backwards and sideways. Yeah. And then it led to Lucas's goal. And I'm like, so you're telling me that actually what happened was for 30 seconds, we kept the ball, we moved the opposition around, and then when a chance became available, we played two passes and Lucas scored. Okay, so keeping the ball worked. Ah, okay. Ah, and I, I can tell just by me saying this now, there are trolls that are listening going, no, backwards boring football, no. no but it I, works. Look at I, Barcelona I, at their peak and their ticker-tacker yeah. football. Ticker-tacker. They would keep uh. the ball for like a minute, two minutes, and it would just be backwards, sideways, forwards, backwards, sideways, forwards. And everyone I, I, raved it. Yeah, why? I I would say I I know why people are so quick to anger with us, and that's because we watched Dross for two and a bit years. Yeah. So I think people watching that are like, oh, what are you doing side to side? Crap, and then it happens and we score, and people, are, oh wow, that didn't used to happen. We'd give the ball away. Yeah. Oh, that ball actually passed. Worked. Wow. Yeah, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for people to get out of the mentality of. Oh, God, this is so crap, you know? Yeah. Okay, so we this is episode 150. Um, we've talked a little bit about football, um, which is what we're supposed to do on the Spurs News Podcast. Um, right now, though, it's a tradition. On episode 50, on episode 100, um, tradition, me and Matt let our kids take over. It's a feature called Kids Talk. And I'm delighted to say, Stefan, now a married man <laughs> with, with stepchildren... <laughs> Um, has also been roped into this with, oh. with his with his two. Um, so this feature is called Kids Talk. We're now going to hand over to our kids. special episode of Kids Talk. I am your presenter, Layla, and I am here to test the Spurs knowledge of my dad, Matt, and my brother, Seb. I will ask you both three questions, and whoever answers the most correctly wins. Sebby first. Question one. Which stand do you and Daddy have your season tickets? Uh, the South Sand. 
correct yourself. Okay, Daddy next. Question two. When were Spurs created? Ooh, when were they created? Right, I know it was the same year that they've got a club uh, named after them. I think it's, is it 1882? Correct. Okay, Sebi next. Who scored the winner against Manchester City in the opening game of the season? Uh, sorry. Correct. Daddy next. Question four. How many goals has Harry Kane scored for Spurs? Oh, I know it's over 200. Uh, I want to say 218? No, wrong. 228. Oh, two under six. This is your last question, Seb. What number does Javier wear on his shirt? Number eight. Wrong. Five. No. <laughs> question six. Last one for Daddy. Okay, ready, Daddy? I'm ready. Who has played the most games for Spurs? Um, who's played the most games for Spurs? Oh, I'm trying to think. It's not... Is it... Gary Mabbott? No. Who is it? Steve Perryman. Oh, no. That was Seb Wee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is Sebby the winner? I, I don't... I don't... I think um, he won 2-1, two, one, didn't he? 2-1. Who won? Sebby won 2-1. One. Okay, Sebby wins. Thank you for listening, everybody. See you next. Good talk. Okay, so I am with my two little people. I have Phoebe. Hello. And I have Fletcher. Hello. Now, these two are youngsters. You're How old are you guys? Six. I'm four. Six and four. And they don't watch the football as much as I do. So we're going to see how this goes, okay? So, firstly, Phoebe, I'll ask you first. Who is your favourite football team? Blue Spurs. Blue Spurs. Okay, that's a good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Fletcher, who is your favourite football team? England. England. And what club? What football team do we look at, watch on the telly? Arsenal. No! Oh, no, you can't say that on a Spurs podcast. <laughs> no! I'm telling it for Daddy. I know your Daddy supports them, but we <laughs> don't. Who do you support? England. England. Okay, we'll stick with England. We'll stick with England. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Okay, um, carrying on. Phoebe, who is your favourite football player? Harry Kane. Okay, that's a good answer. Fletcher. Oh, I'm scared to ask this. Who is your favourite football player? Uh, oh, Musa Sissoko. Musa Sissoko. Why is he your favourite football player? Because I like the song of him. You like the song? Yeah. What? What's the song, Fletcher? Oh, Musa Sissoko. Oh, Moose is so Oh, that one. Okay, so I've got a little football quiz for you both, okay? We're going to see how much you know about football. How many players are on a football team? Is it 11, 20, or 100? 100, 20. 
He's 11. You were close, though. You were close. I'd like to see a football match with 100 people on each team. That'd be fun. Okay, what is not a real football position? Is it striker, midfielder, wingman, or fullback? Wingman. Wingman, correct. Wingman is not a real place. Well, that is all we have time for from us. So, Fletcher, say goodbye. Goodbye. Phoebe, say goodbye. Goodbye. And come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. It's the 150th episode of the podcast and anyone who's listened for a long time will know every 50 we do kids talk and joining me to talk is my kid it's Phoebe say hello Phoebe hello Phoebe every time (laughs) every time every time okay so uh as part of the tradition I ask you Tottenham related questions and we get your responses snazzy first up who is your of the current squad, by the way, okay. who is your favourite player? Oh, Eric Dyer, really like him, and Sonny, he's really happy. But I like Hugo Lloris because he gets aggressive and shouty. Yes, yeah. Well, he's the captain. He's supposed <laughs> yeah. to get aggressive and shouty. Okay, all right, Hugo, boss. Um, who of the current squad? I think I know the answer to this one already, and people aren't going to be happy with me, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Who of the current squad would you sell? Hmm, Harry Kane. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And and why why would you get rid of Harry Kane? Um, because we could get a lot of money for him, and he's a bum. To put it nicely, because I'm not allowed to swear. Okay. Um. Yep. Uh, can you please? Okay, here's a difficult one. All right. Can you name our last three managers? So starting with our current manager. And then the two previous. Okay, Conte. What's his full name? I can't remember his first name. What, Antonio Conte? Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, okay. Then we've got uh, Nuno. No, Nuno Espirito no, no. Santo. Yeah, Nuno Espirito Santo, it. yeah. And um, he was the one before him. Uh, Jose Mourinho. Correct. Out of those yeah. three, who's your favourite? None of them. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, next question is this season we got three shirts home away and third which one is your favourite I mean I'm wearing the away one it's yeah. my favourite yeah you are literally sat here as I talked to you wearing the away shirt so that kind of answered that before I asked it and last question for you here mm-hmm. on Kids Talk in 2021 if you could buy a player to come to Tottenham who's not at Tottenham in the squad currently and who is not Gareth Bale who would you buy why did you add and not Gareth Bale? Because before Be- I said it, I got loads of hate for it and he got loaned to us. I know, I so know. I'm and predicting. No, right. no, no. You're not predicting Gareth Bale again because last time he came in, yeah, he did well. He had a nice little loan. But we're not going to buy Gareth Bale. He's too old now. He wants to retire and play golf. So you got to think of somebody else. Um, I don't know. I was going to say Gareth Bale. Do you want to stick with Gareth? So if you could, if you could genuinely sign anyone, you'd like to see Gareth Bale come back. Yeah. So sell Harry Kane and bring back Gareth Bale. Yes, Kane. And on that note, we'll end kids' talk. Thank you. Thank you.
that's it for Kids Talk on the 150th episode. See you in 50 more episodes. Bye. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so oh. sorry. See, now I don't know whether you should apologise the most or I should apologise the most, but oh. first of all, the first thing we definitely got to clear up is Matt's little girl, Layla. Oh my word, that kid can be a presenter. Game show host extraordinaire. Well, just, she was just in. Take, that was brilliant. Yeah. Take over, take over the world, kid. That, that, that was just like, hey, everybody, um, welcome to. I'm like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> so I absolutely nailed it. Um, is, I thought I did quite well in my bit, and then I listened to you two do yours, and I was like, oh, that's how I should have done it. Oh, uh, okay. well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're old hands <laughs> at this, to be fair. You know, we're we're kind of. Uh, yeah, we've done this episode 50, episode 100, episode 150. Now, anyone who's listened to all of these will know that in episode 100, I asked my daughter if there was a player she'd like for Tottenham to sign, and she said Gareth Bale. Now, in that episode, I am quoted as saying, that will never happen. Yep. And I said that on a regular basis. I said that right up to the day it happened. And like, and my daughter was unbearable when Gareth Bale was shown up with the shirt. All I heard was, "I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you." And like to this day, she brings it up. Remember when I said we bring back Bale, and you said it wouldn't happen? And it did. Like my my kid is is me. I remember the you know. day we signed him. I was at Legoland with the family and the in laws. Yeah. And the whole day, I should have been spending time with the kids and stuff. I wasn't. I was on my phone updating Twitter, messaging yeah. you. I was like, yeah. it hasn't happened. It's not going to happen. It's been yeah. too long. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's been too yeah. long. Yeah. I love it. Sounds falling through. Sounds falling through. On the middle of, in the middle of one of the little slow rides, I had my phone in my pocket as it was announced. Yeah. And I got the notification come through. I checked my phone. I screamed like a child on a roller coaster <laughs> uh, on it. a little tiny ride because it had happened. And then yeah. I remember messaging you like, thought it was never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, and I love it. Uh, I mean, I stand by it. It should never have happened, but it did. And she thinks so, it's going to happen again. Oh, mate, don't because <laughs> right. She so we recorded that a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. So today, as we record this, it's Thursday, the eleventh of November. Yeah. So on the 9th of November, we recorded that. Me and my daughter on the tenth of November yesterday. I'm scrolling through Twitter yeah. and Gareth Bale is trending. I'm like, oh, hope he's all right. You know, he's just won a golf he, tournament. Yeah, he's on international duty at the moment. I expect, perhaps he's holding a shirt saying Wales is better than Madrid or something daft. No, no, it's a very, very strong link. With Gareth Bale returning to Tottenham in January. Now, <laughs> let me just put this. There's two parts of me here. The football fan part of me. Would love to see Gareth Bale in a Tottenham shirt this season in front of a full stadium because we were robbed of that yeah. due to the pandemic. So that would be wonderful. Two, I do think under Antonio Conte's system, if Gareth Bale wants to work and be a part of it as an impact sub and as a player coming in and out of the Conference League squad and all these different things, he would be phenomenal for us in that system. But then there's the other part of me that knows that my kid will be freaking unbearable if this happens. Like, to the point, I'm not selling her, there's a rumour. I'm not saying anything to the point that, like, I may have to move to a non-extradition country to avoid the little sod if it happens. 
Oh man, I so we were messaging last night about this. Yeah. And you said to me, Gareth Bale's trending on Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, all right. And then he was like, no, he's been linked with the return. And I was like, yeah, all right. Loaded up Twitter. Yeah. I tell you, for some reason, like, we've been linked to a lot of players in the past. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there was something about it even now. I, my cheeks hurt from the smile. I don't know what yeah. it is, but there's just something about the fact it's Gareth Bale. And he's yeah. linked to us again. And I'm like, why am I so excited? No, I'm a 31 I, I, year I old man. Why am I so excited about no, a footballer no. going back? To, oh, he's bail. <laughs> no, no, I can't, can't, can't even. <laughs> no, we're just going to ignore it. But, but that was kids' talk. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, Stefan, they are your stepchildren. One of them's currently supporting Arsenal because his dad supports Arsenal. Um, but don't worry, you have time. Is, the funny thing is, is that they both support Arsenal. Okay, like when no. I say they both, they have the kids. He brings no. them pajamas. Like they go to their dad's house. They come home wearing their Arsenal pajamas because they wanted to show me. They're proper little sods. They know that the rivalry is there. Yeah. And then I said I'm doing this podcast with them, so I got them over, and I was like, do you know what? I'm not going to preempt them on anything. I'm just going to go yeah. with natural reaction. Yeah. Hence why we heard Fletcher. What's your favourite club? England. Now, yeah. Close. You're four. I'll let you off. What's your yeah, favourite yeah, yeah. team? Now, if I ask him that any other time of the day. He will say, yeah. you Spurs. Because <laughs> he's, he's heard me going, the come on you Spurs. Yeah. So he is convinced they are actually called you Spurs. No, I'm, uh, and good. if I talk about Tottenham Hotspur, he looks at me with this blank expression of like, who the f- are you talking about? Yeah. What are you on at? Tottenham? Who the hell are they? You Spurs! No, they're, okay, they're the same thing, but don't worry about it. Yeah. I put him on a recording in front of thousands of listeners, and what does he do? Oh, no. No. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had a real maniacal laugh afterwards, which I love. He knew you what know, he was that, doing. He knew yeah. what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, that kid's got you on a string, man. Yep. And <laughs> his dad hates the fact that he will go around there and just randomly start singing the Sissoko song. I've spent yeah. the last year trying to tell him that it's Dembele, not Sissoko. He ain't nah, having it. It is Sissoko. Nah. And uh, if the White Stripes yeah, come happy. on... White Stripes come on anywhere... He'll start singing Sissoko. Brilliant. And his dad hates it, and I just encourage it. Well, as, as <laughs> it should. Um, well, you know, family relations aside, that was Kids Talk. Uh, I hope everyone had a bit of a laugh with that. It's always fun for us. Um, there was one other thing I want to talk about with regards to Antonio Conte's appointment. Yes. Um, the press and the excitement from the players. Even Harry Kane is suddenly impressed by the club's ambition and keen to work with this coach and all this kind of stuff and um loads of players like come out and basically do impress now saying how how the instant impact and all this stuff yeah. which is great i mean obviously it's orchestrated are, are we going to None talk of... about the two people that have come out and spoke about it that really bloody surprised me go on go on then john terry and sesc fabregas uh, two well, people both, known yeah. for hating tottenham with passion They've yeah. both come out and gone, bloody hell, what a signing that is. Far oh, hello. Yeah, yeah, they both <laughs> When have. they say that, Tottenham fans have got me sat there going, oh, hello, we're on the same special here. Yeah. Like, if John well, Terry's well, going to come out and praise something Tottenham have done, we must be on the same bloody special. I mean, I'd certainly like to think so. Um, either that or he's sniggering to himself because he knows it's going to crash and burn. <laughs> but, he said um, he thought Jose was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but I, uh, one, one of the things that I've seen or I've noticed, and I don't know how many people have seen it, but typically when you see a manager lose his job, you'll see some stuff on social media from players. It's a platitude. It's kind of like, you know, hey, you know, oh, cheers, sorry, yeah. you know, cheers, Gaffrey. Like Jose went, there was a fair few messages like that. Pochettino went. I mean, it was like a, a sob story from every player, yeah. except for Toby. Um, but there, yeah. were, there were loads, there were loads. And, Nuno's gone, and there has been nothing. I'm talking radio silence. Not one player in any interview. You know, because they're away from the club now. You know, so if the club said, "Oi, you lot, don't go praising Nuno. We've sacked him for a reason." They, they're now on international duty. There's no one there. So if they're asked, they can say, "Oh, you know, yeah, it was sad to see him lose his job." Blah, blah, blah. No one, no one's saying like, a word. Even Skippy, who was like, "Come back into the team," and like, hey, yeah. "You're now a starting player under Nuno." No one. No. <laughs> it's like there, there's been this nothing. Is I mean, awkward now. This, this is like this is like a genuine thing. But if anyone has seen a, uh, a and don't get me wrong, a real quote from any of the players, let me know because at the moment we're a, a good bit of time gone. Nothing. It's almost like the whole squad hated the guy, and it's just I, I don't know. It, it just seems strange, bizarre. Yeah. Like literally, it's like really you say, bizarre. Every manager. It's like Steve Bruce left Newcastle. And yeah. loads of players came out. You're the genuinely one of the nicest blokes I've met. It's been a pleasure playing under you. Sorry it led this yeah. way. Um, yeah. Who else has lost their jobs recently? Um, even the Watford manager. Uh, he had the stuff. Manager. That, was it? Yeah, the Watford manager before Ranieri came in. Yeah. He had messages from players. Dean Smith yeah. said play. Even oh. I think um, someone was saying, even Jack Grealish has yeah, sent a message yeah, out. Yeah. He's not even at yeah. the club anymore. No, and he sent no. a message out like sad to see you leave the club. Nuno leaves Tottenham after just four months. Silence. Fuck all. <laughs> it's like yeah, abs- oh. absolute silence. But it's telling, isn't it? In in that kind of like we were all like he seemed like a really nice guy, and oh, yeah. he must have been horrible behind the scenes. Who knows? Or he Who just didn't that? grab any. Literally, didn't grab anyone's attention, attention affection. And, yeah. Yeah, no, it's bizarre. There, um, there was rumours, I thought there was rumours towards the end of the summer, where it was like players were finding him difficult to talk to. Yeah, it's, well, been, a, it's, been, a, it's been a running press story that basically he was very difficult for players. The day he got fired, the Athletic run a story which they'd been embargoed on previously. I'm guessing because the club were trying to keep certain things stum, but... Yeah. Um, Basically, he had a timer for talking to players, and he set a stop. He said it, and it, no matter what, if the timer went off, even if you were mid sentence, he'd walk away. Jesus. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It's kind of like one of these things. You're like reading it, and you're like, I can't imagine anyone being like that. It's almost like David Brent does football management. Yeah, that's um, insane. Um, when you consider the love that Wolves had for him and the fans had for him. It, sometimes it just doesn't work and I do think there's a, possibly an element of from day one he knew he was on borrowed time I believe like, so. like from day one I think he felt like you know he moved, he got the job and got told he wouldn't get in the manager's office you know <laughs> just just like day one it wasn't yeah anyway moving on from that do you reckon Conte got the manager's office uh, do you know what? I don't know. I'll find that out. That that'd be interesting to me if Fabio packed his crap up to let Conte have the bigger office. Yeah, all, all right, all right. Go on then. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I get the impression Conte wouldn't give a crap. Do you know what I mean? It's I, kind of like I feel like he spends I, more time on the training yeah. ground in the video room. It's kind of like someone office. says to him, like, "Oh, we left that on your desk." I have a desk. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've pre-recorded something, which I'm which I'm going to do now. Um, it's the loan update. Uh, the loan update is something that people have been asking me to do for a while. I was determined to get it done for 150. I'm really sorry I've I've slacked on it, uh, but yeah, here it is. Here is the loan update. Now it's time for the loan update. Okay then, guys, so if you don't mind uh, giving me a chance here, I'm going to do something I've been promising to do for ages, and that is a loan update. Okay, so the club currently has a few players out on loan. Um, Mostly academy. I say mostly. There's not anywhere near as many players out on loan uh, this season as there were last, or the season before even. I think possibly uh, with Conte in charge, we may see that change. I don't know. I'm guessing he's going to take a little while to assess the squad. Whether he's up to speed enough to do that in January, who knows. But let's let's go through the players who are away. And that's Troy Parrott, who's at the MK Dons in League One. Uh, he's played about 14 games so far this season across the various competitions. Scoring four goals and getting four assists. Um, he's doing well, um, some good reviews of him, excellent work ethic on the pitch, fans seem quite impressed with that, obviously like most players his age he'll have good days and bad days, so so we are seeing that as well, uh, but 4 goals, 4 assists, so 8 goal contributions in 14 games isn't a bad record for him, uh, I think everybody, MK Dons and everyone at Tottenham will be hoping to see him put a few more goals together um the idea would be in getting the double figures ideally 15 plus would be great just getting above 10 at the moment would be ideal because he's had some loans but it's not really clicked for him uh this loan seems to be going very well so hopefully we can see him bang a fair few more in before the end of the season uh another striker who's out on loan is keon ete i'm never quite sure how to pronounce the surname e-t-e-t-e uh like naturally as a Bristolian I want to say etete but I'm not sure that's right uh, so apologies I'm going to have to find that out I will find that out um, the lads at Northampton in League 2 uh, he's played about 16 games across the various competitions for Northampton scoring 4 and 1 assist um, he's doing very well he actually won their goal of the month for the, for the last month um, he's an explosive striker same as Troy he'll have good days bad, no, bad days because of his age but he's doing very well. Um, fans there seem to really like him, so that's great. Jamie Bowden is at Oldham, also in League 2. He's played 15 games, again across the various competitions that Oldham are in. Uh, he's a defensive-minded midfielder, so he's not scored a goal. But he has picked up four assists, which I think everyone would be quite pleased with for him. Uh, but overall, again, reviews for Jamie is very solid, which, which I'm not surprised at. Um if you're going to review him, you're not going to say anything incredible, you know, like you're not going to, uh, you know, Troy Parrott and people like that get the headlines, they're the strikers, but very dependable, very solid professional, um, and he seems to be doing that at first team level now as well, which is great, that's exactly what you want to see from alone. Another of the youngsters out on loan is J. Neil Bennett, who's a uh, crew, 
uh, also uh, in League One, sorry. Um, he's played 12 games, get, picking up one goal, one assist. Uh, Janiel, you probably want to see him get more than that. Um, you'd want to see him contribute more. Uh, in-games reviews, again, are a little bit mixed. Um, some people seem to be a little bit frustrated with him end product-wise. Uh, but again, you know, from our point of view... We're looking at these loans so the players can get a taste of first-team football, can understand what it is to be in the first team, to be a professional, away from you know the kind of comforts of hot, Hotspur way, if you like, away from that. So I, these are what the loans are designed for. Give the players this experience, let them see what it's like, let them, you know, dare I say, get kicked around a little bit, you know, what professional football is, especially in the lower lower divisions. Um, as a winger, uh, you know, he's going to get brought down a lot. Um, I'd love to see in the next, you know, in the next 12, him to add a bit more in the goals and assists column because he has that ability, he really does. Um, so that would be great. Um, Cameron Carter Vickers, uh, someone who most Tottenham fans would be aware of, but how very few have actually seen him play in a Tottenham shirt, um, continues his phenomenal run of loans. He's at Celtic in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, he's a central defender, which I hope most people know. He's played 12 games. He, when he arrived there, he was carrying an injury. But since then, uh, mainstay for Celtic. Played 12. He's actually scored two goals for them as well. So, well done, Cameron. Um, Alfie Whiteman, academy goalkeeper. Most people thought he was going to be the third choice for this season. Um, but he went out on loan, which which is great. You know, he's he's starting every game. He's playing for Dagerfors in the Swedish top flight. I know most people are rolling their eyes at that, thinking, "Oh, what?" But getting loans for goalkeepers is not easy. You know, <laughs> um, most teams have got that position kind of nailed down. They want someone the sort of certainty and stuff. They're not going to bring in an academy loan player. You know, from our point of view, we want him to play, we want him to make mistakes. We want him to learn from the mistakes. Goalkeepers are like the one position that if you're a manager of a club, you don't want someone who could be making mistakes. So, like I said, getting loans for academy keepers is not easy. So he's gone to the Swedish top flight. He's played 11 games. He's got one clean sheet in 11 Unfortunately, that means he's conceded 19 in 10. I I don't know enough about the Swedish top flight to tell you the sort of level the club are at um, and whether that's just, you know, shocking and, you know, Alfie isn't doing well or whether this club typically get hammered every single week and he's actually doing very well keeping it to two, an average of just under two a game. So I'm sorry I don't know enough about it. I will try and look into it a little bit more before the next loan update. Uh, but yeah, so that's Alfie Whiteman. He's on and he's playing, and that's the important thing. That really is. Uh, now, finally, a kind of forgotten man, Papa Matosar. We signed him in the summer, allowed him to stay at his uh, current club Metz in Ligue 1 in France. He's played 13 games, picking up an assist. He's a defensive-minded midfielder. Uh, I say defensive-minded. He, he's very powerful, very box-to-box. Um, I luckily enough to catch a couple of games where I've seen him. They, I mean, one time they were playing against PSG, you know, Pochettino, so I watched it. Uh, he was actually very standout. He was really noteworthy. So I'm I'm really quite pleased. Um, anyone gets an opportunity, I, th- I think the games are on BT Sports or possibly even Sky Sports now. I'm not sure which. I think it is BT Sports. But if you have that, do keep an eye out. And if you see a Mets game... Um, 
you know, give it a go. Have, have a look and see what you think. I, I'm always intrigued with people's opinions. But he looks, uh, yeah, he's very young still. But he looks a very good sign, very good prospect. So I'd be keen to see, well, I'd love to know what Antonio Conte thinks of him. Uh, you know, of course, we signed him when Nuno was there. But this is part of the new system now, you know, with a director of football or whatever he wants to call himself. He's the squad builder and he's putting coaches in to work with the players he provides. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But that is the loan update for everybody. Um, hopefully it was informative and enjoyable. Um, and I'll try and get one done once a month. Now, I don't know if it's just me, but I do mm. love listening to the loan updates. They were one of yeah. my favourite things. Like It's one of those things, when a player leaves the club, yeah. you kind of almost forget about them. Like, oh, he's gone. Like, you know, yeah, well, yeah, he's off, he's playing yeah. somewhere else. Okay, don't worry about him until January. Oh, he doesn't, well, he doesn't come back in January. Don't worry about him until the end of the season. Whereas well, actually, well, yeah. Well, did you even remember we'd sign that kid from Mets? Oh, do you know what? I only remembered because yeah. I've got the new football manager game and he's in the squad. Ah, well, there I you had go. completely yeah. forgotten about him yeah. until that but point. I, <laughs> I, I guarantee a lot of people have just listened to that and gone, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten all about he's that. He's meant to kid. be like a world talented, like, you know. He really is. He's yeah, going to be I... amazing. And there's Spurs fans like, wait, who? Yeah, who? How'd you say his name then? Yeah, no, it's all good fun. Um, so, one of the other things I've done for the show, um, which I thought might be of interest to people was to give a little bit of uh, these are our new coaching team um, but there's something about it which I think people are going to find kind of funny um, so first up we got Christian Stellini who's the assistant manager or assistant head coach or whatever they want to call it Yeah, uh, he's been with Antonio Conte since 2011-12 season at Juventus uh, they've worked together everywhere since. Nice. Um, Antonio's brother, Gianluca Conte, is the technical and analytical coach. Uh, basically, he's the guy who does all the videos and everything like that and breaks everything down. Uh, he's worked with his brother since his very first management job at Bari in 2009. Oh, wow. Uh, Constantino Corati, C-O-R-A-T-T-I. I think I'm pronouncing that right. He is a fitness coach that worked with Conte <laughs> at Juventus. So a guy called Karate is a fitness coach. Love it. Well, I, I'm possibly saying, I'm possibly butchering his name, to be fair. That's just how I pronounce it. And his fillet, he's the chef. Um, yeah, very, yeah. very good. All right, smart <laughs> ass. Um, Gian Piero Ventroni is a fitness coach. Uh, also worked with Conte at Juventus and after Conte left Juventus he basically went all over the world he worked uh, in China, a few other places and now he's returned to work with him again at Tottenham uh, Stefano Bruno another fitness coach mm-hmm. um, worked with Conte at Bari and at Atlanta before joining him up again at Inter Milan last season and now he's back with him again and after Christian Stellini, Gianluca Conti, Gian Piero Vetroni, Costino Corati, Stefano Bruno, we also have Ryan Mason. Yeah! Um, Ryan so Mason happy. is a uh, first team coach. Uh, everybody knows he had a stint as an interim coach last season. He's worked with the under 18s and the under 23s in a coaching role. He's been, well, he joined Tottenham aged eight. He is, well, so, minus that little spell at Hull. He has been yeah, Tottenham. Yeah. He I, is Tottenham through and through, and I think most people expected him to become interim again after Nuno. Yeah, Conte yeah. was done so quickly; he didn't really get the chance to do that. But yeah. I'm so happy to see him kind of up there in the first team coaching stuff. 
Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Absolutely. The only um, other person one... I wish I could have seen was like if he had hired uh, Ledley King just as like motivational speaker. Because you can well, imagine. Jose did that. Yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> it well, work. Yeah. I, I just imagine in my head like we're going in at 1 0 down at half time and the manager just goes, Ledley, Ledley. And he just yeah. comes in and like, you're playing for the badge. And like, proper, this is yeah. Tottenham. I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I kind of want Conte leading that team. To <laughs> <laughs> he's he's supposed to be one of the best in the world. I want him dealing with it. Um, but yeah, so so that was the loan update, and that's like an update on the coaches. Um, there's going to be an announcement for a goalkeeping coach soon. Currently, we don't have a first team goalkeeping coach. Yeah. Um, of course, so if our goalkeepers, own money, they? Yeah, yeah. So if our goalkeepers suddenly slump, you'll know that <laughs> maybe they do need coaching. And if they suddenly start pulling out world record saves. And stuff then we know yeah. that the last two have been crap yeah. um i love I'm also the on. fact that he's got six members of staff three yeah, of them are fitness that's that's what i was about to say i think i think he made an assessment of the tottenham squad and went this is what i need yeah i need absolute drill sergeants with me one of them has got a really like horrific reputation when i say horrific i mean like the guy's a disciplinarian kind of don't get in my face i'll murder you kind of uh level um which i love as a fitness straight coach. up you mafia. Want them, yeah you want them to be absolute psychotic um I, I remember when i was at school um we had a pe teacher who used to be the physical training instructor at a prison and i always kind of felt that that crossover was quite interesting he's quite yeah. quite an intimidating guy i thought our rugby <laughs> coach was scary that sounds next level yeah, it was. He told you to do something, you did it. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm delighted to say that uh, part of the show 150 and ongoing is that the good people at Manscaped are continuing to uh, be a part of the show. Um, they're going to be a part of the show for a while. Um, and we have pre-recorded, or I have pre-recorded, a promotional spot for the good people at Manscaped uh, to mark episode 150. And here it is. Hello everyone and welcome to this Manscaped discussion. This is going to be a new feature on the Spurs News Podcast where every week I'll be speaking to a different person and this week to kick us off I have two persons. Joining me to discuss the wonderful products of Manscaped.com is Dan and Laura. How are you both doing? Dan, you first. Um, I'm good, I'm good. I'm looking forward to learning more about Manscaped products. Excellent, I'm glad. Welcome to the front of the class and Laura, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm intrigued to know more. Well, of course you are. Of course you are. I mean, you have an important man in your life. Christmas is coming. You are thinking to yourself, hmm, maybe he has some pubic area that needs to be mowed into a lovely shape. I know I know the thinking. Um, now, Matt, unfortunately, cannot join us today. Um, we were testing the latest product the Manscaped have sent us, the Weed Whacker, Um it's a nose hair trimmer, a wonderful product for the gentleman as he gets older and starts to realise he's got hair coming out of all sorts of orifices. But uh, Dan, uh, as you know, there's been an unfortunate accident. Well, the weed whacker, I understand, is is for a specific purpose. It is, yes. We won't want to go into too much detail. No, no, for, for privacy. Matt's been trying to use it for multiple purposes. Yeah, yeah. So for privacy, we won't say where. 
and and how wrong it went. Um, but he's speaking in a slightly higher octave currently. Uh, and once his voice does return to normal, he will come back to the podcast. Um, but yeah, so Manscaped.com are doing various promotions uh, for or obviously Thanksgiving in the USA and then for Christmas here in the UK. One of their biggest sale days, which of course is global now, is Black Friday. And there will be Black Friday sales across their website. Um, and you can use our code. Can you believe this, guys? Our money off code with free shipping in conjunction with the sale how great is that wow that's pretty good yeah 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 they give give big discounts as well don't they oh yeah yeah they they are a very uh sales minded company um and this time of year especially they are looking to increase you know people's awareness of the product so get them out there um Finally, what is, the, what is the Spurs discount code? Spurs News discount code. It is SN Pod. So SN for Spurs News, Pod for Podcasts, and that gives you a discount plus free shipping, and it can be used in conjunction with offers on the website already. Wow, I, I know, right? It's amazeballs. See what I did? Literally amazing. I know, I know, right? Um, so Matt, as anybody knows, is like really big on this. Matt's used pretty much everything they've sent us and to, to varying degrees of success, as we've discussed. Um, I'm still a little bit of a nervous Nelly when it comes to these things, kind of set in my ways, uh, old old man style. You've got to give it a go, Sam. You've got to give it a go. Well, yes, I know. And thanks for offering to help. But it really is a private yeah. thing. Um, you're, and, you're yeah. But it was kind of you. Um, but yeah, it is something I will will definitely look into. Um, but yeah, we are giving away um, this week, especially on the 150th episode of the podcast, one weed whacker to one lucky listener. Um, so uh, what we need to decide is how how we decide to give it away. How who's going to get it? Do we perhaps we have to do something like um, they have to email in or they have to do something? um perhaps they have to i think they have to work for it yeah yeah work for it definitely you know like perhaps perhaps we need to get them to email in a certain phrase so like the first so we're basically going to reward the listener who listens to our show the earliest you know when it comes out they've listened to it they've heard this they've not skipped it thinking oh god it's an advert so we want to reward that listener so we need to come up with a phrase so they email in sam at spursnews.co.uk and they need to put in the regarding box um the weed whacker and then in the email they need to send a certain phrase what what does it need to be guys come on you you think of it laura oh if if you were if you were you know looking at products you know for for your man this christmas you know you're going to get him something you know an older hedge trimmer so to speak (laughs) Is is there anything, you know, words you'd like to hear from one of our listeners to win, win a weed whacker? You know That's what? a hard thing to say, by the way. It win is a weed whacker. Weed whacker. I, I feel like I need an accent when I say that. Did you just mimic my accent then? I did, and I didn't mean to. Wow, that was hurtful. I'm sorry. That's okay, I'll go over it. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Right, Dan, Dan, Dan do you have up? any insight for this? What do we want the people to email in? Uh, I'm thinking the type 
of person that would get the most use out mm. of Manscaped products mm. is someone like Nuno. Mm. So <laughs> I'm thinking Bush like Nuno. You you want someone to sorry, hang on a minute. You want someone to <laughs> send the email and it's gonna be to Sam at SpursNews.co.uk with the title Win a Weed Whacker. And in the base and in the actual email it needs to say a bush, bush like Nuno. Like Nuno. Okay. I reckon you should go with it, Sam. <laughs> okay, we're going with it. <laughs> um, the first person to send that in correctly will win a weed whacker and it will be out to you within 10 days of receiving it. Um, a big thank you to Dan. A big thank you to Laura for joining me for this, our first Manscaped.com promotional part of Spurs News Podcast. Now it's back to the regular show. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's where I wanted to give Matt the abuse for not being on the podcast. Um, yeah. And then he told us why he's really not at the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Bugger. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it was pre-recorded. Um, so, so apologies for any references to Sam and Matt that you're going to hear on a regular basis. Um, but there is a promotion on there. And so hopefully you've all heard that. Hopefully um, <laughs> people who are interested are going to get in touch. It is literally the first person to email it to me. So hopefully that happened fast. I'm guessing um, I'm was... not allowed to do it right now as we're recording. You are cheating? not allowed to do it. No, that is absolutely cheating. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to do it. <laughs> if you get um, any emails that come out, you get any emails before the show goes out, you probably know something's gone. Yeah. I'd say I'd say something's gone wrong. Dan, yeah. like, have you like, handed his details to someone? No. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like if I get an email from your wife giving me the answer, I know that you've cheated. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, part of this week, part of one fifty was going to be I had a game for you and Matt. Okay. Um, unfortunately, Matt's not here, but we are still going to play the game. I feel like I have a better chance of winning. You have a much better chance of winning unless you get them all wrong, of course, and then you'll just be mocked by everyone uh, who listens. Last competition we did was the Halloween one, and I did exceptionally yeah. well. So this you is going to go horrific. No, man, you, you were really good. So so let's uh, let's go to the game. It's time for the Tottenham Hotspur Squad number game. You have five questions. Yep. It is, as the intro said, it's a squad number game. And so the questions, you you make sure your phone is out of your area. No Google. No Google, nothing. I I, I will know. Yep. So this is from your knowledge. And I think it's in our ear. I think it's in your era as well, most of these. Because I didn't didn't go back to the 90s, which would have favoured Max. I was trying to keep it fairly level. Thank you. Um, so question number one. Okay. Who wore the number 10 shirt in the 2014-2015 season? Ooh. Is that Addy Boyle? Is that your final answer? 2015. I feel like it, that would have been the year Soldado was number 9, Adibayor was number 10, and Kane was still like 18 or something, so yeah. Okay, final answer. Final answer. The player, the player who won the number 10 shirt in the 2014-15 season was Emmanuel Adibayor. Yeah. 
Well done. You got it right, man. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, that's a good start. One from one. Yeah. Okay, we move on to question number two. Yep. Who wore the number three shirt in the 2011-2012 season for Tottenham? Benoit Asso-Akotu. Ooh, that's a blast from the past. Fun time, Benny. Yeah. So your Is final that... answer. What, your final wait, answer. What the number three shirt in 2011-2012. So ten years ago, Danny Rose wouldn't have been the number three. Yeah, I'm going with fun man, Benny. Oh, it's Lee Young Player or something, and it just really embarrassed me. Nope. It was Gareth Bale. <gasps> Course. Damn it. Yeah. Gareth Bale wore the number three and shirt then he in went to 11. Then he went to number 11 and Danny Rose. Yes, Damn. yes. Yep. This Gareth Bale goes to 11. Okay. Ah. Question number three. Yeah. Who wore the number one shirt in the 2013-2014 season for Tottenham? 2013-2014 So that would have been World Cup year 2014? Was that the World Cup? Is that the Euros? I'm honestly not sure. 2018 World Cup, so 2014 World Cup. Yeah. I don't think it was Hugo yet. Was it Gomez? Number one in 2013-14, your answer is Heredio Gomez? Hilarious Gomez, yeah. Got it. Well done. Well worked out. Okay. There is, there is, there is a. As you take quite a long time, there's more of a hint that you could be checking Google. No, the there's way, not. That is just me. Honestly, yeah, that's yeah, my brain yeah. is. So, I'm just slow. Yeah, keeping an eye. Keeping an eye. Okay. I'm just slow. <laughs> Question number four. Yeah. This is my favourite one, by the way. Oh gosh. Okay. Who wore the number five shirt? In the 2006-2007 season. Oh! Who was wearing number five? Oh, wait a minute. That had been before Yan. Who wore the number five shirt before Yan? See, I, I do enjoy listening to your, your brain going over. I don't, what, go through the year again for me? The year was 2006-2007. Oh wait, that's that's long ago. Oh six oh seven. Okay, that's before the cabals and the galaxies. You gotta take got, a stab at I've it. I've got man. no idea on this one. Huddleston. Tom Huddleston. Ooh, that's not a bad shout. Oh no, I think he was number was six. Was it? Was it Tom Huddleston? No, Huddleston was number six. I think or number eight. The reason why I love this one so much is the person who wore the number five shirt in the 2006 number seven season is Edgar Davids. Yeah, it was Davids. Yeah. What a signing he was as well. Uh, I it. remember being loved at it. school when he signed and everyone was just like, you've signed what? Yeah. But he was still like such a big name. He was towards the end yeah. of his career, but he was still such yeah. a... Didn't he like he left us and went to Barnet or something? Like he was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, proper like a end coach of his, role, yeah. he was proper end of his career thing. But it was still yeah, we had Davids. 
We did, man, and I loved it. Uh, I, I, um, me and my brother had this thing about if it happens, I, I won't believe it till I see him holding the shirt. Yeah. Um, it was like a running thing. So it had been in the press for a while, and when it happened, I bought a great big blown up picture of him holding the shirt and framed it and gave it to him for Christmas. Amazing. It was amazing. Okay, so we got one question left. Oh, I'm two from four at the moment. Okay. Well, you've got two right, two wrong. So this is this is to win, okay? Or or you're a loser for all time. Okay, my answer's Van der Vaart. No, go on. Keep going. Oh, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> okay. Question number five. Who wore the number nine shirt in the 2010-2011 season? So who was the Tottenham number nine in the ten eleven season? <clears throat> Berbatov was number nine, but he'd already left. Did Kane was Kane ever the number ten? Well, we're looking for number nine, so. Wait, I thought you said number ten. No, twenty ten oh, season. Twenty ten season. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, is that crouching? No, wait. No, no, it's Pavlichenko. Oh, there's no way you do a quiz about numbers and shirts without putting my legend Pavlichenko in it. Right now, I'm going to say this to you. You've said three names to me in this: Berbatov, Crouch, and Pavlichenko. And I'm going to tell you one of them is right. So, pick one. Oh, I'm going through now. 2010 in my head. I'm like. But pick one faster, because we haven't got all day. 10 to 11, it's Pavlichenko. There's no way you would do a quiz of numbers and not put my super pav in it. So so just to clarify, you believe in a quiz that I enjoy you losing, I would pick your favourite striker as one of the answers. Because if I got it wrong, you'd love it. 2010 to 2011, Pavlichenko took the shirt off of Berbatov. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> And you're right, if you've got it wrong, I'd have absolutely loved it. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, well, I'm Man's 3-2. You won. Oh, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah I was, you've got to be happy with that. There's a couple that I was really like, wait a minute. <clears throat> so that was the squad number game. It will return for the Christmas special, hopefully with more people playing. Uh, but, yeah, that was the squad I'd, I'd love to game. know from the listeners, like, in the comments on the social media, did you get yeah. more than three, and did you answer them a lot quicker than I managed to? Well, I'd like to think so. And bear in mind, I'm probably going to have to edit this to like try and you know, bring bring the time down a bit. I mean, we, we started this podcast at 9am. It's now 2 in the afternoon, thanks to that quiz. Um, we've got another piece of business to do, which is really important. And anybody who's uh, entered this competition will be listening for this. Uh, we are doing a shirt giveaway. Uh, part of this was the promotion of our YouTube channel. Um, you can now listen to the Spurs News podcast on YouTube anytime you like. Uh, anyone who's got an app on their TV will know that you can just load YouTube on the app and on TV and you can listen yeah. to this podcast. And I do. One of many ways, one of many ways that people can now listen. Part of our promotion to try and get the numbers of people who have subscribed to the page was we're going to give away a shirt, a home shirt, an away shirt, or a third shirt from this season. So what I have done is I've taken every single entry and I've signed them a number. And this is one of these things. When we do these giveaways, I say this all the time, your odds of winning are actually really good because we've got 98 entries. So you've literally got a 1 in 98 chance of winning this, which compared to most giveaways has to be great odds. 
I'd say but so. Yeah. It's better than winning the lottery, that's for sure. Yeah. So we've got one to ninety-eight. Now I have this list in front of me with the names of the people yep. and all their details. You have not seen that list, have you? No, I have not. No, this is literally the first time I'm telling We're you. We're about, about it. five you, you... and a half hours away from each other. I have not seen yeah. this list. Yeah, and this is—I'm springing this on you. You literally had no idea I was going to do this, and the reason why I've done it this way is because you are going to pick a number between one and ninety-eight, Ooh. and whoever you, whatever number you pick, I will look up to see who that person is, and they will be the winner. Oh, I hope it's not the person that sends in abuse about me. Oh, that'd be annoying. Well, well, to be fair, <laughs> trying to find. Trying to find one of the 98 people that doesn't send in abuse about you be more of a challenge. <laughs> so, bring it on. Just quickly. Give me a number. number was I again? You are number seven. <laughs> okay, so the winner is... Um, okay, the winner is number 52. The winner is number 52. And the winner is Roxanne... Mills. Oh, no, not that one. Ro- we'll do it again. Um. <laughs> Roxanne Mills of Milton Keynes. Oh, I had my stag do there. I'll let her win it. That's fine. She can win it. Roxanne, you're the winner. Um, I will email Roxanne today and let her know. Um, a massive thank you to everybody who entered and apologies that you didn't win on this occasion. You can blame Stefan. To the 97 that didn't win... Um, you have won a subscription to the Spurs News YouTube channel, though, so congratulations. Yeah, I, I, what's that number drop like a rock <laughs> now? Like, everyone's like, no, you can stick it. I, I hope people keep it, and I hope people listen to the podcast. But yeah, uh, Roxanne, you are the winner. I will be emailing And she's getting it for her son for Christmas. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Back to not her. Can we but, choose another number? That's too. Uh, the backstory. It's like watching X Factor. There's always a backstory. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I'm out. No. No. The minute the minute the dead nan's brought up, I'm out of there. I've been singing um, all my life, but I only wanted to do it last year when my puppy was no delete was brutally murdered yeah. by me to get a sob story to come on the show. <laughs> do you ever see the Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns buys the local baseball team? Yeah, and he's given him he's given him a motivational talk, and he goes, "There's a crippled boy in the hospital who wants you to win for him." I know because I crippled him myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it shoots the Millhouse in the hospital, going, "Mr. Burnson, if they don't win, he's coming back." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that show. Uh, anyway, um, part of the show we couldn't do a special. We couldn't do a 150th episode without Matt's stats. Um, unfortunately, Matt couldn't be on the show, but he pre-recorded it and he did it at 6am by the way before he went to work what a legend. that's his dedication that's how much he wanted you know people to be able to to have the mat stats and to be a part of this show um, which of course he always is a big part of this show but it's time for everybody Matt stats welcome to Matt's stats So seeing as this is our 150th episode, I thought I'd talk about uh, players and managers that have uh, reached 150 in one way or the other. So there's actually six current players 
that have played more than 150 games in the Premier League for us or made more than 150 appearances. This, this includes a substitute, uh, being a substitute as well. So um, Ben Davis reached it quite recently, actually. He's uh, on 151 appearances. Uh, you've got Delhi that's on uh, 178 appearances. Uh, Hummin Sun on 207. Eric Dyer on 213. Harry Kane on 252 and Hugo Lloris on 309 and uh, as I'm sure most people are aware it was only recently that he became our record uh, Premier League appearance maker after uh, after beating Darren Anderton old sick note himself which uh, it's quite funny really isn't it that he's uh, he's called sick note and he's our second highest appearance maker in the Premier League so yeah they're, they're the uh, the six guys I mean we've got a couple of players current players that um might make 150. You've got Lucas and um, Harry Winks as well, but they're on about sort of 110, 115. So they've got a little while to go. Now, um, looking at managers, uh, so these are managers who have managed more than 150 games for us. Now, this isn't just the Premier League era. Uh, this is of all time. Uh, so we've got Maurizio Pochettino, who managed us for 202 games. Uh, Keith Birkinshaw managed us for 336 games. Uh, then you've got Bill Nicholson, who managed us for 667 games. Uh, Arthur Rowe managed us for 249 games. And this is a bit of a history lesson, actually, because uh, it's only only Google that helped me out with these last two. A uh, couple of Scotsmen that managed us uh, back in the very uh, early days. So from 1913 to 1927, uh, Peter McWilliam managed us for 420 games. And back in 1899 to 1907, John Cameron managed us for 431 games. So there's a few few people, few managers and players that have uh, joined the 150 club like like we have really. Um, also, I just want to give a big shout out uh, if we mention 150th and uh, and markers like that. Uh, there's uh, a supporters club, Yorkshire Spurs. They were our 150th uh, official Spurs supporters club. So uh, big shout out to them. And uh, I know Dan, I mean man, Dan's uh, not too far from there. So. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, my Matt stats for the for the anniversary. There you go, good bit of Matt stats uh, to wrap things that, up. Just in case Amazon or someone was listening to the show, he had to make sure his voice was on it. Just in case. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Do you blame him? No. Limelight stealer. That no. You are? I, I pop along and do like four or five shows a season, and I'm like, hey. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bring that up again. That that that's gonna go down well. No, I I love Matt stats. I'm glad he got it in there. Actually. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's a fun feature. Anyone who's listened to the start will will know it. I didn't um, realise Harry Kane had had that many more appearances than Dyer. No, I thought actually. they were quite similar. They yeah, came through about the same sort of time. Yeah, yeah true. I, I think Dyer is more in and out of the team. I think. Um, so one of the things I did right, and this is kind of funny, is I put a thing out on the Facebook page and I think Twitter as well and I know Laura put it on Instagram basically saying hey if you're a listener to the podcast and you'd like to be involved, drop us a message um, and you know, we'll, we'll you know, I'd like you to be on the show and I got about 10 maybe more, um, possibly more like 15 emails from different people who are listeners, really kind, really like, complimented the show and oh. said yeah, you know 
you know, I'd like I'd like to be involved. You know, what would you like? And I replied to them basically saying what we want is a short audio clip of you basically saying who you are, where you're from, how long you've listened, and then, you know, say whatever. You know, you can say, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm Dave, I'm from Barnet, and I've listened to the show since the beginning, and Sam sounds like a car- carrot-crunching monkey farmer or whatever. I was going to finish expecting... that with, like, be more Dave, and then you added that last bit, and I'm like, be a yeah, little bit less yeah. Dave. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am properly expecting I was going to get crap, and I was like... Okay, and, it, and a fair few people replied like, "Yeah, great, yeah, I'll get that done." Only one person did it. Oh, <laughs> so of the fifteen, only one. We only have one super fan, and because of that, he is going to be known as a super fan now. He's from the states. He's been listening since episode kind of forty, and here he is. Hey, this is Johnny Stark from Los Angeles, California. I've been listening since episode forty-three, and I just want to say congratulations to Sam and Matt on one hundred and fifty episodes, and here's to one hundred and fifty more. So, a big thank you for that. I really appreciate, it. and to everyone who did message in. I know what life's like. I know with the best intentions, you go, yeah, I'll do that. And then all of a sudden, it's three there's, days later and you're like, damn. There's a bloke <laughs> sat there with like 400 WhatsApp messages there going, I just can't get anything to sound right. I don't like my voice. I just can't. No, not doing well, it. Well, yeah. Yeah, that, I could, that could also this be a thing. This is why I'm good um, with podcasts because we just record it as I say it yeah. and then it's done. If I have to do these whole pre-record things and then I have to listen back to it, oh, it gets edited, yeah. it gets changed, I re-record it. Well, no. it is it is funny, actually, how often... Because I've done a few shows that are solo. I edit that a million times more than I do <laughs> the shows because I hate yep. it. It's like me, and I, I, I do sound like I'm slowly descending into madness. You've asked me a couple of times, can you do a solo podcast? I'm like, no, just miss this yeah. one. Just, just don't. Nope. nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're a nightmare, man. Uh, but that was episode 150. Uh, I want to say a massive thank you to everybody for listening. Um, without you, we'd just be talking to ourselves. So we will be back next week to talk more Tottenham Hotspur. Until then, everybody, you take care. Say goodbye to everyone, Stefan. I'll see you all later when Matt or Sam's not available. <laughs> take care, everyone. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description. And stop recording. Right, Laura. I'm not I'm not sure if we should have handed off to him at all. Do you know what? I'm completely in agreement with you. I just they let us down. If people used to say Nuno was out of his depth, Sam and Matt, this is this is bad. It's supposed to be a big show. Imagine, imagine on. another 150 episodes of that. Oh, God, we have no listeners whatsoever. Oh, all that stuff that Sam says as well. Irritating. Pointless. Oh, I'm really disappointed. We're going to have to say something. Yeah, sacked in the morning. Yeah, big meeting.